So let's let's go to the word so we can um I can get you out of here today. What is our time looking like? Okay. Um if you would let's this is what we're going to do. Uh let's pray together and then we will step over into the word we're wrapping our series today. We're wrapping the series. Lady Portia, can I get a little more coffee, please? We're wrapping our series today. So let's pray together and then we're going to, uh, we'll come together around the word. Let's do it. Father, in Jesus name, I thank you right now for this moment. I thank you, Lord, that you do all things well and that you are meeting us at the place of our needs this morning, that you are. Uh, sending your spirit, you're speaking your word, your very presence is bringing life on this virtual platform tonight. So I, today I pray, God, that you will go into every home and uh, perfect those things that concern them as your word is said. Now, Lord, as we speak your word today, I pray that you would think through my mind, speak through my mouth, give me clarity of thought and agility of wit, allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, I feel this this worship thing and this anointing the presence of the Lord. Next week is going to be an amazing time in worship. We have uh Christ-centered worship is what we call our praise and worship team. We call them Christ-centered worship. They're coming from uh New Orleans and North Carolina and uh South Georgia. Um, from Hinesville and from Florida and of course right here in Atlanta all of us are coming together I'll be leading worship we're all coming together to uh, usher us into the uh, the presence of the Lord it'll be our first time worshiping together as Christ Center Nation Christ Center Nation was kind of birthed here online during this pandemic so uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited about that. All right. Well, today we're going to wrap this series that we've been doing entitled The To-Do List, um, Executing the Kingdom Agenda Today. And so as we are wrapping this up, and y'all probably are in trouble because lady just brought me a fresh cup of coffee. And um, I don't normally drink three cups of coffee, but I've been up kind of early. So, boom. <laughs> Lisa said all the way from Hinesville. Yes, Hinesville, Georgia. Yes, the booming metropolis of Hinesville, Georgia. Okay. So, in our, in our time together in this series, um, God has, I think God is shifting focus in the body of Christ as a whole. Okay. What I'm, what I'm hearing, I'm not hearing it from everybody, but I'm hearing it from quite a few, this kingdom language. Um, and I told lady Portia the other night, um, that I feel like we are just stepping into striking the balance as it relates to teaching the word. I believe that there needs to be a balance. And so, uh, as we teach, um, as we, teach 
personal development and growing spiritually and stepping into all God has for you and being successful in life and in family and in um, uh, uh, career and relationships, all of that. I think it's important that we make sure that we teach kingdom perspective because our getting better as an individual is for the kingdom. And I think that we've been lopsided in our uh, teaching because we keep teaching you to get better for you. And so what I think the body is missing is that the, the, the perspective and the voices that help us uh, focus in on the fact that I'm getting better. I'm getting stronger. I'm being more successful. I'm stepping forward more confidence for the kingdom of God. That's what's supposed to be happening. Man, I'm watching this new series on Netflix called The Last Kingdom. I just stepped in, into uh, season two of it, and it's really, really good. And I just noticed that sometimes when they uh, just just recently, the king has sent his warrior out. And the king says, I realize that this warrior, this particular warrior, um, sometimes is on his own agenda because of something that was taken from him early in life. And his whole thing is this whole show really is about him getting back to that place. But he has uh, pledged his allegiance and his sword to to a king. And whenever the king would send him out, he would also send. Oh, you finished that series? Yeah, I'm just a series uh, uh, two, Tony, season two. And so he sends out with them, um, although both of them or all of them are representatives of the kingdom. He got one guy on one particular journey he sent him out on. He says, now you make sure you operate for me. You use my voice to make sure this guy doesn't assert his own agenda, but that he is working for the kingdom. Listen, and so I feel like at Christ Center, we're just about to or just starting to step over into striking this balance where we're teaching you to be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might, right? But not just for your own pursuits, not just for your own things, but for the kingdom. I want you to be successful for the kingdom. I would that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers, prospers for the kingdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because the, the kingdom agenda is real. So we're teaching this stuff. And so we've been doing this series We've carried uh, t touched base on the first three lines. And so as we step into uh, this last line on our to do list for this kingdom thing, I, I want to remind you that the world has shifted. OK, with pandemic and war and devastating weather and fluctuating uh, economy, the bottom line is. Things have changed. So because of that, hear me, everywhere you go, everywhere you look, we see the fact that things have changed at the gas pump. It has changed. And I mean, you know, we got all this. Yeah, the president's releasing gas and the governor's done this and, and wrote this bill. So there won't be this. But nothing seems to change at the pump. Nothing seems to change in the grocery store. Because the way of the world has shifted. This economy is no longer American economy. It is global economy. 
And we have to be wise enough that as as is in the natural is so in the spirit that this world is becoming one in the natural. But the spirit is telling us that it's kingdom agenda now, kingdom agenda now. So when you are out and amongst people, you got to be thinking, I am an emissary of the kingdom. That's who I am. So when I when I operate, I operate as the kingdom. Kingdom over everything. Right. Yeah. So status quo Christianity is no longer acceptable. Hiding behind the fact that I gave God my life. Is a. Uh, uh, you can't hide behind that no more. There is work for us to do. There is a mandate. And see, see, we're teaching you how to step forward and do great exploits and all of that. But we're teaching you to be strong so that you can get your own agenda thing done. You know, that you can step on, on the job and declare that you are this. And we step on your uh, properties because I bought all these properties and I am a kingdom kid. But I do want you to understand it's all for the kingdom of God. So hiding behind or just choosing scripture that helps you be better and win in your own uh, battles. Look later for that. Status quo Christianity. We're done with that. Listen, you can't just pick the scriptures to help you win. Not when Jesus has given us the mandates as his carriers, as his representatives in the kingdom. What are we doing? What are we saying? How are we living? How are we praying? How are we giving? It has to be with a kingdom mindset. It's not just mine. I got mine. I'm happy. I'm good. No. If that, I keep telling you, if that was all he intended when we gave our lives to Jesus, he would have brought us home to glory. Okay. There's a demand on the body of Christ from heaven that we step up and carry out the assignment given to us by Jesus Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So let's look at them. Matthew chapter, I'm just going to read them. Y'all can write them down. Matthew chapter 28, 18 and 20 says this. And Jesus spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, because I have it, you go. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Okay? That is kingdom mandate that we should be teaching them and building disciples. Why? What are we teaching them? He says, teach them everything that I've taught you. And Jesus was all about Jesus came up in a society that the church was huge. Church had power. Pharisees, Sadducees, 
all of this, this bureaucracy in the church. And he came up and says, hey, this ain't it. So I'm being sent in as a kingdom, uh, uh, as the uh, with the kingdom agenda. To point everybody back to the kingdom of, of God. See, I, uh, OK. So anyway. Acts 1, 8, <laughs> I'm trying to hold myself back. Uh, Acts 1, 8, of course, this is a reminder that you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses everywhere. That is the kingdom agenda. We have the Holy Spirit for witnessing for Jesus. Okay. That's why we have it. And so we got to make sure that we understand the kingdom agenda. So with these line items that we've covered, it helps us align with the mission of Jesus Christ. So here are the, the, the line items that we're covered, that we've covered so much in the to-do list we've covered that we must prioritize. When we prioritize, we are setting forth the fact that uh, kingdom agenda over everything. Okay, seek ye first the kingdom. Kingdom first, kingdom first. Kingdom first, kingdom first. I got to keep, I can't say it enough. Kingdom first, because we've been living as Christians. We've been living as me first. For a while, we used to live as my church first. Because there's been so much church hurt, then people start shifting and be like, okay, I can't, you know, the church, I got to get, I got to get this for me. All of it's wrong. Yes, I said it. All of it's wrong. We're here to work for God, for the kingdom of God. So we got to prioritize kingdom first. Prioritize when we when we launch or when we do stuff here at Christ Center, I have to ask myself, does it align with the vision? Does it align with the mission that the kingdom has released for Christ Center? So we can't just do stuff just to be doing stuff. Kingdom first, prioritizing kingdom first. The second thing we dealt with was what's posture. We talked about restoring the altar that we have to get back to prayer and praise. That is the altar. Prayer and praise from a kingdom perspective. Jesus says that when you pray, you pray, thy will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we should be praying. That's kingdom perspective. But oftentimes when we pray, I'm guilty of it. We step over the kingdom perspective. Let your will be done. Your kingdom come in the earth. What it's really teaching is your kingdom come in me. Because I'm here in the earth. That's what he's really teaching. That our perspective in our prayer model should be your kingdom here. Kingdom priority here. Kingdom action here. Your will. What is your will? Just like your will is done in, in, in heaven, everything you say, they get to doing. We're praying that that happens here in the earth. That when you say a thing, not they do it, I do it. Man, anybody with me today? Give me some hearts. Let me know you're here. I know this is really countercultural. It is countercultural to not just the world. This is counter church cultural cu culture, <laughs> counter 
church culture. Say that five times. Because we want to promote everything. Is my church, my pastor, we're promoting it all. Listen, promote it as long as it's kingdom aligned. And what I'm finding out is when you are kingdom aligned, you don't have to promote it. God will. Because God got his own network. Don't, don't. Okay. So prioritize posture. That's the that's the that's the the altar being rebuilt. Make sure we get our posture right. Then we got to perform. We have to do. It's time to step up. Open your mouth. Okay. Um, I think it was Tammy that put in the uh, in uh, our our Facebook group that she was out with a, a bunch of young people. I think she said skating or bowling or something. And based on what they were listening to, she was in the midst of them praying. Oh, no, they was working out. They was working out. That's what it was. She said she was in the midst of them just praying. Y'all, when God puts you in a space and something jumps off, we can't go churchy. I bind that in Jesus name. I can't believe they saying this. No, you got to go kingdom. God, what is it that you want me to do here? What do I need to be doing? Start praying in the Holy Ghost. Give me kingdom strategy. Allow me to walk by somebody who's cussing and going off. And maybe I need to dap them up and whisper in their ear. Come on. I believe this is just what I believe. Are you ready? What I believe is that God had his kingdom inside the Grammys. Denzel. Look how y'all looking. Uh-huh. Denzel whispered in Will's ear. Yo, when you're at your highest point, the enemy's waiting on you. Satan's waiting on you, bro. See, that's kingdom. That's kingdom mindset that helps you understand. Man, y'all better see this stuff that's happening here in the world today. Okay? So, today we're dealing with prevail. All right? And so, prevail, this is our last one. Prevails just simply means win, but because I was doing alliteration here with priority, posture, perform, prevail, it means to win. Here's the definition of prevail. It means to gain ascendancy, in other words, to go up through strength and uh, superiority. Another word here is triumph. You're going to win, y'all. We're going to win. Okay? So my instruction is to give you encouraging scriptures. Now listen, what I wanted to do, I wanted to preach these scriptures and like in this series on a high, yes, let's go up. And God says, no, what I want you to do is just hand them the scriptures. Okay, so I'm getting ready to hand you some scriptures and I'm, I'm gonna read them real quick because he says, I got something else I want you to talk about here. Okay, here it is. So I'm going to give you a few scriptures here and your assignment is to go dig them out about victory and triumph and winning and all of this kind of stuff. Because, man, I had this thing whole, all the way laid out months ago, weeks ago. And the Holy Ghost is like, oh, no, that's not what we're doing. That's not the agenda today. So because, listen, I was supposed to preach this last Sunday and he said last Sunday, that's not the agenda. I want to do something else because I'm trying to get them set up. Anyway, First John 5, 4, write it down. You ready? First John 5, 4 reads this for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. What is that? What is that victory? John, our faith, the text says, okay. So that's there. 
Romans 8, 31. I hope you are writing them down. I think they may drop them in the chat for you. I'm not sure. But that first one was 1 John 5, 4. This next one is Romans 8, 31. It says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, for us, who can be against us? Okay, you're going to win. Bottom line. Got it? Okay, here's another one. Romans 8, 37 says this. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So not only do you win or conquer, you more than conquer. Conquer is different from just winning. Winning speaks to battle. Conquer uh, speaks to war. Okay. We more, we're more than conquerors. Here's another one for you. Here's another one. Here it is. First uh, Corinthians 15 verse 57 and eight says this, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Here's your last one. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse 14. Paul says, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. What it says in Christ. Now, I don't even want to. I can't. I can't. But <laughs> uh, yeah, these last two, the last two says that we get victory through Christ. We are led to triumph through Christ. Okay. Christ's agenda in the earth was to point everybody back to the kingdom of God. So then if we're going to be in Christ, get victory in Christ, we got to line up with the kingdom agenda. Okay. So he told me, Tim, give the, give them these scriptures. Don't preach these scriptures. And I'm like, but, but, but Lord, uh, you know, this could be some good preaching right here. We can leave him out, right? It'd be just be exciting and shouting and stuff. And he was like, yeah, the problem is my people have all of these scriptures and they have, the truth of it is we got access to more word than we've ever had in our life. It's right there on our phones. He said, but there's a disconnect. What do you mean? He says, so we have information. We have the word. We got sermons prophecy we got strategy we got power we understand that we have authority through jesus christ okay um we even have permission when when jesus or when they saw jesus walking on the water and peter says hey, it's a ghost and jesus says not a ghost uh peter said okay then if it's not a ghost let me come to you on the water jesus gave permission he says come <laughs> do the impossible come on all right. So we even got mandates from Jesus about going out and doing all of that. But the Holy Ghost said, Tim, we have all of this. We got all these scriptures about uh, a victory, but yet we get discouraged. So my assignment today is not to preach you happy about the scriptures about having victory because we always have it but we don't walk in it 
because we get discouraged. Listen, uh, we get discouraged. Why? Because here's what here's what the Holy Ghost told me to tell you. You understand that you win, right? You do understand that because you got the scriptures. The challenge is we get discouraged and start hiding when there's opposition. And so for many of us, we never experience total victory because the Lord told me to tell you that we win when we show up. You cannot get scared because there is a battle. You cannot get scared. Listen, because there is uh, because the bully has asked you to meet him on the playground at three o'clock. You can't you can't get upset about that. OK, so he told me to tell you that we win when we show up. And remember, I told you that we got to look at the patterns. OK, are y'all with me today? I know y'all right here because I see y'all talking, but I don't know why today. <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling like like so by myself in this room today. So watch. So God says, let's look at the pattern. The pattern is Jehoshaphat. Remember, we preached about that several weeks ago, months ago. Second um, Chronicles 20. That. It's going to come. OK, these these uh, these kingdoms, armies were coming against him. And here's what God said with the strategy. I think we just talked about this in the last series. We got a strategy, just strategic download. What's the strategic download, God? Well, here it is. You will not have to uh, fight in the battle because the battle is not yours, it's mine. But you do have to show up, okay? So then he says, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to tell you where the enemy is going to be positioned and I want you to go to where the enemy is. Then he says, you will not need to fight, stand still and see. Yeah, you said it right. The salvation of the Lord. Yes, you see the victory. The, the whole thing about prevailing family is that you got to show up to see it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And God told me to talk to you from this angle today about prevailing. You don't need no more scriptures about it because you got it. But you do need a perspective change and you need to understand. Here it is. The enemy will attack. Mm -hmm. If the enemy can use us or can cause us to focus on what doesn't look victorious, then he can make us forget that we are victorious. Come on. As soon as something jump up, soon as something like, oh, here you go. Here you go. And so then we get discouraged. Listen, I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to keep it real with you. Sometimes when the enemy jumps up in my face, I don't look at the enemy. I look at God and I say, well, God, you said so and so and so and so. You said I'm tired of hearing all these prophets talk about this is this is our year. This is the year of victory. This is the, you give me the word that this is the year that the kingdom is coming forward. And here I am having to fight all the time. I'm sick of it. And so then I get down in the dumps and I stay in the bed. Look how you looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And so then I'm down. I'm depressed because I'm sick of the enemy. And what God is saying is, bruh, you are forgetting the fact that victory belongs to you. But the victory happens at the battle. Listen, what place would winning have if there is no opposition? See, we like to say stuff like we win and we sing all the victories, all the battle songs and the battle cry and all our worship songs these days are very militant and tribal. All of our worship songs are that. And so we're singing like this. But as soon as the enemy shows up, we are depressed. Look how y'all looking at me. Yeah, I know this ain't going to be popular. Cause this is right coming. It's coming at us. And that's, that's the whole thing. The Holy ghost was coming at me. And I'm like, I don't really want to preach this. I just want to tell him that they got victory. He said, they, they're not ignorant of that. They understand that victory belongs to them, but my people walk around without experiencing victory because when the enemy attack, instead of showing up at the battle to see what I'm going to do, they can't prevail because they do not show up. Are y'all hearing me? What place would victory have if there is no battle, Tim, the Lord said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What place? What place would victory have? It, it, we can't call it winning if it's no, if it's no battle. Are we calling it winning? How? How can we call it winning? Okay. I just want to make sure uh, everybody's still on with me. Y'all still on? <laughs> okay. So, Holy Ghost said, Tim, remind them of this. So, I want y'all to remember this. You can write it down. Ephesians 6, 10. Ephesians 6 and 10. Through 12. Says this. Finally, my brethren. Be strong in the Lord. <laughs> in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against. The wiles of the devil. I am not about to preach this. But I do want you to see what the text tells us. That you cannot quote. Put on the whole armor. You put on the armor. So you can stand against the devil. See we so fashion oriented. We want to put on the armor. And make sure we got some Jordans to match. <laughs> We we want to put on the armor and make sure we got some arm candy to match or we got the right per, uh, purse to match. And he was like, if you're going to put on the armor, you put on the armor to stand. You do not put on the armor to walk around in your bedroom depressed because the enemy has put a, an attack on you. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So 
let's let's go on. Let's go on. Let, let me go on and say what I want to say right here. I don't know what's happening. I feel like I'm missing out on uh, some comments, but y'all still here, right? I think my comments have gotten uh, gotten stopped. But look, stop walking around talking about I'm putting on a whole arm of, of God. For what? To walk around your bedroom? What you putting it on for? If you're going to put it on, you put it on to stand. Okay, but anyway, it gets the wise of the devil. Here's what I want you to remember. I want you to remember this. Verse 12 says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts and wickedness in heavenly places. So here's what I want you to remember. Write this down. That we wrestle. Okay? Because what the text could read as it could read, here's the Tim Fryer version of this. It could say, uh, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In parentheses, I will put, we do not wrestle against, here's your parentheses, against your husband or your wife or your kids or your boss or your friends or your ex. We do not wrestle against those people, but the Tim Fry version would say, but we do wrestle, period. I want you to know this. We do wrestle. And I got to tell you this because in order for you to win a, a wrestling match, you got to come up to the match and you got to know what it takes to pin your opponent. You do wrestle. It's just not in the natural. So where you're hating your spouse, that ain't who you're fighting against. When family is everything to you, when family, you, the enemy knows that when family ain't right, you ain't right. So that's, that's the route he takes. And it's up to you to be able to see it, call it out, show up. What's the phrase everybody's using? And I'm here for it. I see you, devil. I see you coming at me. And I'm here for it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on. You got to see it for what it is. So you need to remember that you wrestle. You do not prevail if you do not come to the wrestling match. Get your hips up out of that bed. Come on. You go to work, get in your cubicle and don't speak to nobody because I'm down. I'm just under attack, under attack, under attack. You better get up and do your job. You better stand up in the face of the enemy and say, hey, you keep trying it. Paul wrote to the church at Corinthians where he says that, uh, that he says here in Ephesians that we stand, we put on the whole armor to uh, make sure we uh, stand against the the uh, stand against the walls of the devil. But I think it's in Second Corinthians ten. I think it is that he says that um, that we make sure that we have the shield of faith. Or is it, no, it's right here. I think this is it. I just didn't go all the way down. That we get the shield of faith to be able to quench. The fiery dots of the enemy? Come on. Did I get it right? Nicole, put it in here for me. 
make sure I got it right. Because they're going to come. But it says when we put on the, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, breastplate of righteousness, having your loins, your loins gird about with truth, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Okay. Uh, the shield of faith. I just read in 1 John 5 and 4 that we overcome the world. Why? What has overcome the world? The text says our faith. So he says the shield of faith. Because he says, I'm going to give you what you need. But you got to show up. Where is your faith for victory? If you don't come to the battle, baby. Look how y'all looking at me. Look how y'all looking. Look how y'all looking. Look, look, where is it? Where is your faith if you won't fight? All oh, that declaring the word. Quit declaring the word and you punking out on God. God says, I'm going to fight for you. The least you could do is show up. Cheers. So remember that we wrestle. I'm going to just give you two things right here. Then I'm going to close out two things. That's the one. One is that we wrestle. You got to remember that. There is a wrestle that happens. And I think sometimes we give you all this word, but we don't give you the perspective to help you understand that when you got to see this, why would the text tell you to put on the armor if there's not going to be a battle, yo? Can I say yo in church? <laughs> okay. Here's number two, Galatians 5 and 7. Y'all going to read it all. I love this text. Uh, Galatians 5 and uh, 7. Paul is writing to the church at Galatia. And the challenge is Paul has talked to them about some theological matters that they were solid in. And somebody has come in and dropped some seeds of doubt and they're starting to question some things. And Galatians five and seven, Paul says this to them. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Here's what I want you to write. Hindrances will come. Write that down. See, if you're going to prevail, you need to know that the enemy is going to send hindrances to try to stop you. Paul says, why are we talking about this again? I have taught you well, you understood it, and you were walking it out. Who hindered you? But then Paul goes on and says, it's okay, because I'm going to teach it again, and God is going to deal with the one who hindered you. Y'all read it. God said, God will fix that. They're going to be, if the text says, they will have their judgment, those that hindered you. See, that's why I'm telling you, you got to be careful with the conversations you have with people who try to hinder you and turn you around, dissuade you, talk you out of the path that God has called you because they have chosen another path and then they want to tell you, well, you shouldn't be on this path because I'm trying to tell you, you need to come over here. If they are dissuading you, God, the text says judgment will happen, but you got to stay focused. Hindrances will come. <sighs> All right, I'm about to be finished. This is it. This is it. We prevail, guys, when we show up. This is the kingdom agenda. Kingdom agenda is you're going to have to show up to the battle. That's kingdom agenda. Okay. We don't fight in the natural. It's spiritual. And you got to show up. That's why that's why when Tammy says 
that she was working out with all these young people and she was listening to what they were hearing and all of that. She knew how to pray. Why? Because she showed up. You got to show up. Wait, you ready? Here's another one. Straight download. The Holy Ghost says you do well because you show up for your friends and you pray on behalf of your friends and you will lay hands on your friends and you'll encourage your friends and you will do battle over your friends and plead the blood. But God says you need to show up for you. You haven't been showing up for you. You every time the enemy comes at you, you back down. But he said that you got to show up for you when you get dressed, put on the whole armor to show up for stuff that's going on in your life because you don't have a problem having faith and prevailing for your friends. David told himself, why art thou cast down on my soul? He says, hope thou in God, get yourself together and put your hope in God because sometimes. It's good to have people fighting for you, but I will also tell you it is even better to be able to fight for yourself. I did a meme yesterday for myself that's on my watch that says I will not quit. Never quit. God got a plan for my life and baby, I am not going to quit. I'm going to show up because I'm realizing now that when I show up in the middle of attacks, I win. Yeah. How y'all? Y'all all right out there? <laughs> okay. All right. So here it is. Here's the last thing, and I'm out. Um, Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. I want to show y'all. Jesus does this boot camp with 70, the 70. They call them the 70 or the 72 disciples. Depends on where you're reading. And he does this boot camp with them. And I want to read this to you and I'm going I'm to help you with this kingdom agenda. Jesus rather helps us. I want to lift out of here what I see. Jesus is teaching us here and I'm done. Here it is. Luke chapter 10, verse one. I'm reading the message Bible. It says later, the master selected 70 and sent them ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he intended to go. He gave them this charge. Here's what it says. What a huge harvest and how few the harvest hands. Okay. In the King James version, it would say the harvest is white, but the laborers are few. So he says this. So on your knees, ask the God of the harvest to send harvest hands. Then he goes on verse three and says on your way, but be careful. This is hazardous work. You're like lambs in a pack of wolves. Let me stop. So Jesus here is saying to them, he says, okay, I want you to, uh, I'm about to send y'all out on my agenda. <laughs> he says, but before I send you out, I want you to know this, that the harvest is white, but the laborers are, are few. Okay. So if you're writing down, Right. This is what Jesus taught on his 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 kingdom boot camp. Number one, he says to them, the harvest is white. In other words, he's saying to them, I want you to know what season you're in. <laughs> the harvest is right or white 
and the laborers are few. I want you to understand the season in which you're work working. And see, this is why God sends prophecy through the prophets so that he can let us know what season we're in. Y'all, he says, here's the season. Know what season you're operating in. See, many of us don't walk with the power, authority, and anointing because we are carrying the power, authority, and anointing from a last season. And it doesn't work in this season because when he releases, he says, I want you to be aware. I want you to know what season you're in. You are in harvest season. Hear ye the word of the Lord with the condition of the world. People's hearts are turning to God and God is releasing us. We are in harvest season. That's why the kingdom agenda is at foot. And I'm preaching real good. Then he goes on to say, he says, harvest is white, labors, is labors are few. He says, so pray in, in the King James Version, it says, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers. OK, so point number one right here is know what season you're in. Here's point number two. Know what you should be praying for. <laughs> it's right here. He says, here's what you should be praying in this season. Pray to the God of the harvest of the Lord of the harvest that he will send workers. That's what we should be praying. Yeah, I'm gonna let it ride. Okay. So then he says, verse three, on your way, stop. I love God. I love Jesus. Jesus did not let them stop with prayer. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he, he says, now go. We not I know you know what season in now, because I just told you, and I told you what you should be praying for. But I he says, I want you to understand in my kingdom boot camp, you don't stop at prayer. And here to me is where the body of Christ miss it. Is that because we want to pray, we hide behind prayer because it's easy to pray in the comfort of my bed. It's easy to pray in my prayer closet. But Jesus says, you don't stop. Now go. You don't stop at prayer. Go. He says, if you're going to ask God to send the harvest, you go out there and get them. Because prayer aligns with the work. Prayer, faith, align. James says, faith without works. It's dead being by itself. Can't just believe you got to get up off your hips and do something. Who have you talked to about the kingdom of God lately? You got to go, y'all. You got to go. He says, now, look at what he says. He says, on your way, but be careful. This is hazardous work. You are like lambs in the midst of wolves. The next thing he says, I want you to understand. I want you to know what conditions. Know the conditions of your surroundings. He says, this ain't going to be easy. So now in the boot camp of Jesus Christ, he's saying to y'all, he's saying to these, these disciples here, he says, I want you to know what season you're in. I want you to know how to pray. And I want you to know your conditions, but you still going. The enemy is out there after you. You still going. 
You do not back down. If you're going to prevail, you do not back down because the enemy rises up at you. Okay, so let's look at verse 17. I'm getting ready to roll out of here. Here it is. Verse 17 says this. The 70 came back. How did they come back? Triumphant, they came back. <laughs> Master, even the demons dance to your tomb. Jesus says, I know. I saw Satan fall like a boat. Of, I saw him fall, fall, a boat of lightning out of the sky. He says, see what I've given you? Safe passage as you walk on snakes and scorpions and protection from every assault of the enemy. No one can put a hand on you. All the same, the great triumph is not in your authority over evil, but in God's authority over you and presence with you. Now, what is not what you do for God, but what God does for you. That's the agenda for rejoicing. Y'all. We should have put that scripture up right there, Christina. Listen. So the 70 came back and they were excited. Lord, even the demons tremble at your name. He was like, I know. I've been seeing this. He says, I've given y'all, listen, he says, I've given you safe passage to walk over demons and scorpions and snakes. Protection from every assault of the enemy. How do they know that? They know that because they went out there and they, they stood up at the battles and realized they won. Y'all go back and read all of this. This is a text where Jesus says, when you go to somebody's house and they reject you, go out in the street, shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving. In other words, Jesus says, you are going to face some rejection when you're on my agenda. See, we have been teaching you stuff like you victorious and we keep walking out here thinking I ain't going to have no problem because Jesus is my father and I'm victorious and I got the blood and you ain't going to have no problems. Are you kidding me? See, this kind of teaching right here ain't for the weak. That's why many of the young leave the faith because we didn't give them the perspective that you're going to win, but you got to come up to the battle. You got to square off with the bully. You got to put your foot down on the Satan's head, on the snake and the scorpion's head so they'll realize then, oh, wait, I got this. He says, no one can put a hand on you. And he says, here's the deal. He says, I don't want you to be happy over the fact that you got authority over all that stuff. He says, he, he says, here's the real miracle. The real miracle is that God got authority over you. <laughs> he says, that's the real miracle that you're going to do what he tells you to do. Get up and go and not wuss out because you're scared. He says, be happy. He says, because if you go, you're going to have authority over evil. But the issue is not whether you can have authority over uh, evil. The issue really is, can God have authority over you so you can go out and do his kingdom agenda? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's the text. 
Be happy over that. Because the reason you don't win is because God didn't have authority over you. He said, that's why you don't see victory. That's why you don't see triumph. It's because God didn't have control over you. And so you want to sit in your in your sorrow and sit in the fact that the enemy keeps coming after you. Well, what? That's that's reason to shout. Listen, old saints would say if you don't meet the enemy head on, that means you and him walking in the same direction. I know why the enemy keeps fighting me. Because I ain't listen. Don't sleep on me, devil. He knows that with everything I got, all of my gifts and my talents and my know-how and my drive. Listen. For years, they've been calling me to come back, kid, because I ain't going to stop. I ain't going to stop. God got a plan for me in his kingdom. And you can talk about me all you want. You're not going to shut me up. Come on. I got a prophecy back in 1991 that says you will be a sign spoken against, but preach my word. Thank you, God, for giving me the heads up that folk ain't going to like me, that I'm not going to always make the right decisions. Some people will take it, be offended, and never forgive me for it. Okay. He says, but you keep preaching because as long as you keep stepping out, you'll keep having victory because that says me that I got control over you. You will always have control over the enemy as long as I got control over you. What you going to do? What you going to do? That's always my question. What you going to do? Well, I'm going to pray. What else? After you tell me that, what else? Come on. I'm not going to lay down and die. I've lost too much. I'm not going to lay down and die. Stuff I've lost at my own foolishness and stuff I've lost because the enemies come after me. Stuff I've lost because God said it was just time for me to take it back. Whatever it is, either way, I'm not going to stop. And so I'm not the comeback kid because I win because of Tim. I'm the comeback kid because I show up. And he says, if you show up, you will prevail. So I don't know who I'm talking to. You have been wrestling with letting go and stopping. And I'm telling you that the word of the Lord is, if you show up, I'll always fight for you. If you just step out there, I'll always give you the power over evil. If you would just put one foot in front of the other, I'll make sure that the enemy steps is always under your feet. Don't talk to me about Satan being under your feet, but you won't get out of bed. Don't talk to me about that. More than conquerors understand that I'm more than a conqueror because I showed up at the battle. Whew, okay. Yes. Yes, Tony. Pray and do. Yes, Eleanor. Ruby. She says, I will not lay down or die. I keep telling you. I keep telling you that this is not the time to lay down and die. Nor is it the time for you to sit down and wait for something to happen. You need to get your hips up and go at it. The kingdom, listen, listen, the whole kingdom suffers violence thing. It, it ain't what people been teaching. 
It ain't that. Because we want to use that as, oh, yeah, the kingdom. You know what that means? When Jesus says the kingdom suffers violence, what it means is that the people who were coming after Jesus were coming after him with reckless abandon to keep learning about the kingdom. That's why he said the kingdom suffers violence. It was a colloquialism. It was like, man, these people ain't playing. They hungry. You keep going and God's going to keep feeding. You keep running after him and you're going to keep winning. Come on. Are y'all hearing me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see you. I see you, lady. Okay. <sighs> I got to go, man. What time is it? Oh, way past time. I'm going to go. I'm going to end it right here. We got to go. So I want to encourage y'all because I feel like preaching today. Because somebody just resolved in your spirit that you're going to stop laying down when the enemy comes. Listen, listen, you here's my prayer for you. My prayer is that God will give you the eyes of the spirit so that you can see the pattern like you understand the pattern of God. So you can see the pattern of the enemy. Listen, in our house. We started recognizing the pattern of the enemy several weeks ago or months ago. We got married in November. We started seeing the pattern. But right at the top of the year, we started understanding the pattern of the enemy. Like what happens on Monday in our house. So we showed up for it. We met it with prayer. We knew the surroundings. It's Monday. Here's how the enemy normally comes. We pray, but then we showed up to make sure. That it ain't like we trying to avoid a thing because the only way you're going to win is that you do not avoid. I pray that you get the eye that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened so that you can see the enemy. That God gives you the strategy for showing up. <laughs> only God will tell people. He told Jehoshaphat in his army, he said, let me tell y'all where the enemy going to be. Tomorrow, go down uh, by the ascent of Ziz because they're going to be over there. You telling me five, five armies coming against one and you telling me where they're going to be? That's the kind of God you serve. He says, because I got this, but I need you to show up, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I'm going to tell you where the enemy's camp is so you can walk toward the enemy. All right. Y'all got it? Okay. You only come to know victory, guys, when you actually engage. So don't be, a, don't be discouraged by the attacks of the enemy. Victory is manifested at the place of engagement. Victory is manifested at the place of engagement. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you now for this word today. Thank you, Lord, for this is a positioning word for your body for you have put us in position now to do everything on the to-do list as it relates to executing your agenda today. Father, we know what comes first. We know the right posture of prayer and praise. Father, we have resolved that we're going to do it 
And now we realize what it takes in order to see your victory. Thank you for giving us the intel. We ready. Our feet are firmly planted in the forward motion that is the kingdom assignment for our lives. No weapon formed shall prosper. We realize that it has to be formed. We realize that the weapon has to exist in order for it not to prosper. So we rest in that. That even every tongue that rises up against us shall be contemned, condemned. We realize that tongues will come up against us in order for them to see condemnation. And so for that, we say thank you for telling us so we can rest assured in you. For this is how we overcome the world, our faith. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, y'all, I got to roll out. Okay, thank y'all for being patient and, and, and being there with us. So, uh, listen, if you need salvation, it's on the screen. Look in the, the chat. Salvation, the number to text for salvation. You want to text new life if you want to give your life to Christ I would say to you that that's a decision that you need to make so you can operate and walk in this level of prevailing or victory it happens when we get in Christ if you want to be a part of this church if you feel like man I'm getting my mail here every week God you're speaking to me you're developing me along the lines that I sense you're calling me then go ahead and get plugged in here you can text connect to the number in the screen on, in the chat, it's 404-900-7705. You can get plugged in right there. We got a team waiting on you. All right. Whew. Man, this was good. It's a good series. Share it with somebody. Man, I'm done. I'm excited. I'm going to see you next Sunday live at 4 o'clock. But we'll be on at 1010 with uh, a re-airing of Easter 2021. And then we'll go forward and uh, step into Easter 2022 at four o'clock out in Norcross. So I'm excited about that. And I want to declare that you are ambassadors of Christ. I declare in Jesus name that every place the soles of your feet shall tread upon you shall possess. I declare in Jesus name that um, you are above only and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail, that everything your hands touch shall prosper. Did I say that already? I had to say it again. I declare that on your job, favor waits for you, that you are not the problem, but you are the solution to the problem. I declare that you show up, that even when the enemy rears his head, that you do not take down, but you stand up, you stand still, you put on the whole armor that you'll be able to withstand his attacks and we will, you will, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I declare that money comes to you, but not just money, the wisdom to handle the money that comes your way. I declare in Jesus name that your home is established in peace, that your single life is whole, healthy and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ, that your married life is whole, healthy and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the blessing of the Lord be upon you. Wholeness, benefit, prosperity and favor may it be your portion both now and forever. Go in peace and the God of peace goes with you. Hey, I love y'all. I'll see you next week.
You say you want to really get connected with believers and followers of Christ. Well, it's really simple. Just go to our Christ Center Church Facebook page. Go to the More tab and click Groups. From there, you'll see the Christ Center Nation group and click Join. Finding your tribe has never been so easy when you join Christ Center Nation today.